Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. But I ask you to take your Bibles and turn with us, if you would, over to the book of Matthew in the 11th chapter, beginning at verse number 1. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind, but what went ye for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment, behold, they that wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of woman, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This chapter finds John the Baptist at the lowest moment of his life. He's in Herod's prison and he's been there for some time. And in fact, after 16 months of incarceration, John was beheaded. But as he sits in that dungeon, Satan has had time to introduce doubt into his mind concerning the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So John begins to question whether or not Jesus is really the Messiah. Of course, John had not always doubted. There was a time earlier in the ministry of our Lord that John was well acquainted with just who Jesus was. And we can read about that in St. John 1.29, where it says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Again in John 3.30, He must increase, but I must decrease. But now, he's in prison. And there's a little question in his mind. So John sends his disciples to ask Jesus if he's the Messiah or not. And Jesus responds by telling him that Jesus is healing the sick. He's raising the dead. He's preaching the gospels to sinners. 
In other words, Jesus is telling John, I'm him. So certainly we're tempted from time to time to entertain doubts. Amen. I want to show you some truths about Jesus that should leave us all saying that's him. Several thoughts I have on my mind. First of all, that's him in creation. I read about it in the book of Genesis, the first chapter and verse number one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's him. Amen. In the book of Colossians 1, 16, for by him, that's him. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. St. John, the first chapter and verse number 10, put it like this. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. And so we can say that's him in creation. Where did God come from? He came from nowhere. And the reason he came from nowhere, there was nowhere for him to come from. Coming from nowhere, he stood on nothing. And the reason he stood on nothing, there was nothing to stand on. And standing on nothing. Amen. He reached out where there was nowhere to reach and caught something when there was nothing to catch and hung something on nothing and told it to stay there. With the gesture of his hands, worlds were formed. He scooped out the seas with the palms of his hands. He piled up the hills and he propped up the mountains by his will. The moon and the stars lean on his arm. And when God created this whole world, nobody said nothing because there was nobody to say anything. That's him in creation. That's not only him in creation, that's him in the Old Testament. He just didn't begin in Bethlehem. That's him that we read about in the Old Testament. That's him that's parting the Red Sea. That's him in the fiery furnace when Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they said, there's somebody else down here. And it looks like the Son of God. That's him. Amen, that's him in the lion's den, closing the mouths of the lions. Amen, so that's him in creation. That's him in the Old Testament. And that's not all, that's him in the cradle. And I read about that over in the book of Luke in the second chapter and verse number seven. And she brought forth her firstborn. That's him right there. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for him in the end. Amen. That's him in the cradle. He came down the stairway of heaven, born in Bethlehem, hid in Egypt, brought up in Nazareth, baptized in Jordan, and tempted in the wilderness. Amen. Think about it. The mystery of his birth. The Bible tells me in Luke 2 
and verse number seven. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room in the inn. St. John 1 and verse number one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwell among us and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten son of the father full of grace and truth. That's him right there. Full of grace and truth. Then what about the ministry of his birth? Matthew 1, 21 talks about the ministry of his birth when it says, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt cause his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Luke 19 and verse number 10 talks about the ministry of his birth when it says, for the son of man is come to seek and save that which was lost. That's him. He came to seek and save that which was lost. Amen. If you're without God, he came to seek and save that which was lost. And the Bible tells me in the book of Matthew, the 20th chapter and verse number 28, even so as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That's him. Also, we'll look at the majesty of his birth. Amen. The Bible tells me in the book of Philippians in the second chapter and verse number five, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and become obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. That's him. Amen. He came from the bosom of the Father to the bosom of the Virgin. He became the Son of Man that we might become sons of God. And that's who we are as the people of God. We're sons of God. Amen. So that's Him in creation. That's Him in the Old Testament. That's Him in the cradle. And that's Him in control. Jesus was mentioned more than 300 times in the Old Testament alone. We have record where he performed at least 36 miracles. Amen. That's him who loves you. That's him that died for you. Amen. Then I think also in the book of Revelation and the fifth chapter in verse number two, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven or in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And John said, I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. 
And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, John. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and loose the seals thereof. That's him. Nobody else. There's been some great men of God, but nobody was worthy to open the book and loose the seals thereof. But they said, we found somebody. And it was Jesus Christ. That's him. Amen. That's him in control, feeding the hungry multitude. With him, there's no halfway measures. With Jesus, he fed the hungry multitude. He didn't just simply give them a snack to take the edge off of their hunger. Instead, he fed them all so that they not only ate, but all of them were satisfied. The Bible says in the book of Matthew 14 and verse number 20, in fact, after the disciples gathered up 12 baskets full of leftovers, God never does things in a mighty way. Amen. When he wants to satisfy us fully, and that's what God wants to do to every one of us. Uh, he wants to satisfy us fully. Amen. We can ask for a cup of water, but he wants to give us ocean depths. Uh, God's provision always exceeds the capacity of our faith. Amen. Jesus does a complete workover in an individual's life. I never read where he opened just one eye and said, come back in a couple weeks and I'll take care of the other one. Amen. I never read in the word of God where he unstopped one ear. Amen. When those came to him that was death, he didn't open up one ear and say, come back in a couple weeks and I'll take care of the other ear. Amen. When he caused the lame to walk, he caused both legs to work at the same time. I'm telling you, there's a God in heaven he don't do a halfway job. If any man be in him, he is complete. There's a completion in Jesus Christ. I just want to give God glory. That's him. That's him. That's him that'll put a shout in you, friend. That's him that puts the joy down in your soul. Amen. That's him turning the water into wine. Amen. That's him walking on the water. That's him. Read the word of God and the gospels. You'll find that he was in control of all the disasters. He was in control of the difficulties that came their way. He's in control of the disease. I read about a lady in the Bible. She had an issue of blood for 12 years. She sought many physicians, but she rather grew worse. You can read about it, and I believe it's in the book of Mark, the fifth chapter. She kept getting worse, and she got down very frail. But she had heard something about him. That's him. He had the power. Amen. All you had to do is touch the hem of his garment. And she was made ever went whole. That's him. Amen. You know what? He was also in control of death. He attended three funerals and he raised the dead all three times. Amen. That's him. 
Amen. I read in my Bible in the book of St. John, the 11th chapter and verse 43. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, loose him and let him go. That's him. Amen. That's him. Amen. And I want you to know if you're here without Christ, he's still in the business of raising the dead. If you're here and you're not a Christian, you're dead in trespasses and in sins, according to Ephesians, the second chapter. But he can resurrect you. He can give you life and he can give you life more abundantly because the Bible says in the book of St. John, the 11th chapter and verse number 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life and he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? That's him. He's in control of death. Amen. When he said, Lazarus, come forth. I've often heard there was a reason why he said, Lazarus, come forth. Because had he just said, come forth, everybody in the graveyard would have got up. But he specified one man and he got up out of the grave. Amen. He's in control. Amen. There's absolutely nothing too hard for him to do. I want to talk to you just for a little while about him because he's older than his mother and he's just as old as his father. You see, he's the pearl from paradise. He's truth's fairest jewel. He's time's choicest theme. He's life's strongest cord. He's light's clearest ray. He's pure at his whitest peak. He's joy's deepest tide. He's higher than the heavens. He's holier than the holy of holies. He's higher than the highest and he's better than the best. He's my light, he's my strength, he's my rock, he's my high tower, he's my deliverer, he's my shield, he's my buckler, he's the wellspring of wisdom, he's the doorway of deliverance, he's the pathway of peace, he's the roadway of righteousness, he's the highway of holiness, he's the gateway to glory, He's invincible, he's enduringly strong, he's entirely sincere, he's eternally steadfast, he's immortally graceful, he's all-powerful, he's impartially merciful, he's the sinner's savior, he's the only one that can forgive sins, he's available for the tempted and tried, he's the key of knowledge, he's the image of the invisible God, he's the firstborn over all the creation, he's the firstborn from the dead, he's the master of the mighty, He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. Amen. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's prince of prince. He's king of kings. And he's lord of lords. That's him tonight. He feeds me with his hand. He carries me in his bosom. He supports me with his arm. He guides me with his eye. He informs me with his word. He warms me with his love. He saved me by his grace. He supplies strength for the weak. 
He guards and he guides. He strengthens and sustains. He discharges the debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He precedes all others in his priority. He exceeds all others in his superiority. He succeeds all others in his finality. He blesses the young. He regards the aged. He saves the unfortunate. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek with salvation. That is him. That's him. Winds obeyed his voice. He spoke peace to the raging sea. He fed a hungry multitude with the little boy's lunch and had plenty left over when he got done. It's impossible to look anywhere in the four gospels without finding something exciting happening. Every place that Jesus went, he made the news. His fame ran like wildfire. Crowds jammed every street that he took. Men climbed up sycamore trees just to see him pass by. People mobbed him during the working hours. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteousness. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. His holy name is like honey to the taste. It's like harmony to the ear. It's like hope to the heart. That's him. That's him. If you try to destroy him with a fire, he'll refuse to burn. If you try to destroy him by water, he'll walk on him. If you try to destroy him by a wind, he'll rebuke the wind. And the tempest will lay down at his feet and lick his hand. If you try to destroy him by a law, then you can't find no fault in him. And if you try to destroy him by a seal of an empire, he'll break it. If you try to destroy him by putting him in a grave, he'll get out of the grave. If you try to destroy him by ignoring him, it'll just be a little while and he'll be standing at your door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open, my, open the door and let me come in, I'll sup with him and him with me. That's him. That's him that comes to your heart. That's him that knocks on your heart's door. Amen. He came to my heart's door about 34 years ago when I was a lost sinner on my way to hell. Lost. Deserving to go to hell. He came to me. That's him. Said, son, if you'll just come to me, I'll save you. I'll change your life. I'll give you meaning for your life. That's him. Amen. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. There was nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign. He's Lord of Lords. He's King of Kings. A lot of people say, oh, I got me a, a new iPod and I got me a new iPhone. And I got me a new iPad. I even got iTunes. Guess what? I got the I am. Amen. I'm glad I got the I am tonight. Amen. John 8, 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. That's him. You know what? That's him that's coming again. Amen, this world's not gonna go on forever. He's coming. 
That's what the Bible talks about in the first Thessalonians the fourth chapter and verse number 16, for the Lord himself, that's him. He's not sending Moses. He's not sending one of the prophets. He's not sending an angel. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's him. Last but not least, that's him that'll be sitting on the throne. The Bible tells me in the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter and verse number 11, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. That's him right there. From whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Are you ready for this day when he is sitting on his throne? Let's read on. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now listen. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That means if your name is not inscribed in the Lamb's book of life, you too will be cast into the lake of fire. He's your savior, but on that day, he'll be your judge. In closing, I just wanna say, that's him. He's everything he claimed to be. He's everything the saint or the sinner needs. Think about that. I don't know what else can be said, but that's him. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.